It doesn't have to be someone with um, martial arts skills or whatever. It's just that their job or their um, their interests or the, the situations that they get into are versatile enough that they can keep getting themselves in trouble, for example, or keep getting people out of trouble without it becoming just a repeat of the same story over and over again. This is Taylor Stevens, the New York Times best-selling and award-winning author of the kick-ass Vanessa Michael Monroe thrillers, and this is the Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. Taylor, I am pleased to report that we have a new review at iTunes. Oh, yay! Are you going to read it? <laughs> well, I would love to. I would absolutely love to. But in iTunes, all I can tell is that the review count went up. Oh. But I can't. If it's not someone in the United States, I can't see it. So I tried going from country to country to country to try and find it, but I gave up after like four countries. Oh, no. Well, that's really <laughs> awesome, though, that we're reaching an international audience. It would be even more awesome if I could read the review and we could thank whoever did it. But if you're out there listening and you're in another country and you left a review, thank you. And if you're in another country and want to leave a review, please do. We might not be able to read it. We may not ever even see it, but we'll see the count go up, and that you makes Taylor feel good. You can send it to us. You can send it to us, and then we'll know. That's the trick. First, <laughs> do the review, and then email it to Taylor at contact at taylorstevensbooks.com. I'm getting That's better right. at that. Yeah. All right. We are at the third episode of our Choosing Which Ideas to Develop series. And the third episode is Maximizing the Value of Your Idea. And if, if you go all the way back to a few weeks ago when we started this, we talked about the amount of time it takes for many authors to take an idea from the mind to the book. And it's, it's, it's around a year for a lot of people. For some people, it's a month. For some people, it's three months. But for a lot of people, it's around a year. So if you're going to spend that much time on an idea, you want to get absolutely the most out of it that you possibly can. And that's what today's episode is about. Now, we talked a few weeks ago. We, we touched on something from a, from a reader question that had to do with uh, character arcs, thriller character arcs, uh, and not not the not the protagonist, but like supporting characters, and how big an arc should they have? Uh, what happens when their problems are resolved? And at that time, you talked about how important it was to just really focus on the book that you're writing and put everything that you have into it. Um, I'm assuming your advice is, has not changed in the last three weeks. My advice has not changed. It is, get, you know, give this book that you're working on now your best, absolute best. Put everything that you can into it um, and don't worry about um, not having enough for the next one, assuming that you're going to build a series. Or if, or if you even have the opportunity for a series. And that's, you know, the way I want to get started with this is the idea of the, the series character, the franchise series character. Uh, Vanessa Michael Monroe is a big character, and she has carried a series. And, and, you know, we can all think of 
a dozen such such characters. But when you're just writing the first book, when you were writing The Informationist, you had no idea if you'd ever even sell a copy of the book, let alone uh, would, it, would it be a series. Correct. Uh, is, is there now, based on, on what you know now, is there a difference between a, a character, a good character in a book, and someone who can become a franchise character? I mean, other than the obvious, other than, you know, a good character's book might sell 5,000 copies and a franchise character's books might sell 50,000 copies. Um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the versatility of the character and how much readers like the character um, or don't like the character, as the case may be. Um, there, there Is this a, a phone-a-friend situation? Is this what you do when I ask you a hard question? You call someone and they call you with the answer? No! <laughs> <laughs> I can't predict who's going to call, and I actually don't get very many calls. It just happened to be... I get a lot of wrong numbers, let's just put it that way. Um, okay, so... With a, with a character that can last longer than a single book, it is a lot of it has to do with uh, the strength of the character and, and what they came into the story to do. And um, even if you only wrote them for a single book, if the character themselves has enough, has enough versatility that they can go on to a different story and the readers connect and resonate with that character or dislike them enough, because there are a lot of people who do not like Vanessa Michael Monroe, they, they're scared of her, but yet they're fascinated and then they keep reading because they just you know want to see what she got up to next. If you have a character that is interesting enough then yeah, they absolutely can go on into other books, even if you didn't envision that to begin with. You use the term versatility. If the character had enough versatility, I'm, I'm not sure I understand what you mean by that. Well, let's say, for example, that your character is a banker who finds himself in a ticking clock type situation where he is trying to save somebody he loves. And because of it's involving some kind of plot at the bank, it totally works for that character. Now, unless you can find a way to use that banker in multiple banking books that are not continually the same story one after the other, the character doesn't have very much versatility. He's kind of trapped in that particular scenario and to bring him back in another series that uses his set of skills is going to be not sorry not another series another book in the series to 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 find a story that uses that set of skills that he has that doesn't sound like a repeat over again then that's a little difficult whereas if you have a character who's got a little more versatility in their background in their um ability to uh Whatever it is they do, like it doesn't have to be someone with um, martial arts skills or whatever. It's just that their job or their um, their interests or the the situations that they get into are versatile enough that they can keep getting themselves in trouble, for example, or keep getting people out of trouble without it becoming just a repeat of the same story over and over again. Okay, that makes sense. I remember interviewing somebody once who was a thriller author, and every book was a standalone. And I asked him about it, and he said, well, I like to write characters where the protagonist is an everyman, and he's put in this horrific situation, and we want to see how he gets out of it. But if he's continually put in horrific situations and gets out of it, he's not really an everyman, and I've killed the whole concept. 
Absolutely, 100%. And, and as you were saying that, I was thinking about one of the half-written books that I have on my plate of maybe I'll finish them one day. And we discussed this just a little bit ago about which idea you choose. Mm -hmm. And and the character in that story, the main character, I mean, I think the readers would absolutely pull for her, but I couldn't do a second story with her. It, it There's just, she doesn't have the versatility for more than one book. Great example. Let's get back now. We, we started this discussion with the idea of character arc and series arc. If we do know that we're developing a series, say that, say that we're uh, a self-published author, and so we don't have to worry about someone buying a series of three books. I mean, we don't have to worry about a publisher doing it. We just right. have to worry about uh, readers, readers doing, it. doing yeah. it. So we know we're going to write three books. Maybe we're going to write ten books. Um, what do we? What would you advise that we do then in terms of a protagonist series arc? Um, you know, it's it's a really difficult question for me to ask because as I've I'm sorry answer because as I've gone through this series myself with Vanessa Michael Monroe, one thing I often see readers say is how much they appreciate that every story uh, brings a little bit more of her past to light, mm -hmm. but I don't do that deliberately. I just, I'm just filling in blanks for what works with the particular story we're working with. And as the, the character develops and we see her in more situations, we, see, we begin to see other sides of her that we didn't have a chance to explore in the first one because each story is different. So knowing how to actually develop that character, I, it's hard for me to say because I did it by accident. But I, I would guess that you... Um, you want to give enough for the story that you're in. Well, let's let's say let let's use this uh, an idea that you have in development now that we talked about last week, which is another thriller type novel. Right. And if if you were planning for that to become a series, how far out would you go in your mind in terms of uh, the arc for the the characters, the the primary characters? Okay. So in this case, you could almost say there's a little bit of similarity between the informationist and this, this story in that you're learning the characters for the first time in the first book, right? Mm -hmm. And in many cases, you don't really need to go back and rehash that. And in this particular case, there might not be a lot left to go back and rehash. But what you've done is you establish the characters in, in a way that any reader who comes to the series in the second book will get a refresher but they're not going to go and get everything that was in the first book again. But because you've already established who they are, now that you now you have something to riff off of. Mm -hmm. And so you can tell tell more, flesh it out, uh, more about them in ways that you just couldn't because you didn't have the space in the first one. So you're always going to want to add a little bit. Um, but for the most part, readers are already going to be familiar with the character. Like, let's use Harry Bosch as an example. And I've okay. read, you know, a few of Michael Connelly books. I haven't read the entire series. But every single time you read a new book, you might learn a little bit more about his life. But it's not necessarily about his childhood or it's not. It's, it's things that have happened between books or it's a little bit deeper into a relationship that might have evolved in, you know, the fourth book. So there's always what's going on in this character's life now, and it's always based on something that the reader has already read or that's happening in the present moment. But a lot of times that is developed as you're building the story. It's not like you've thought 
through every single aspect of this person's life like you followed them from birth. It's just that in the moment, how does it, how can you convey who this person is based on an example from their past or from their present? And so through that, the characters build over time. And maybe other authors do it differently. Maybe they know everything about their character. They're deliberately withholding information from the reader. But I doubt it. I, I, I highly doubt it. I think that there are things the author might know and just it hasn't been time. But for the most part, a lot of it is probably assembled as the story progresses. How far out? And it's probably an unanswerable question. But when you're, when you're thinking about the next Monroe book, when... How far out in your own mind, or when you've been writing some of the other ones, how far out have you taken her, not so much in what I'm going to write, but in this is the way she ends up, just like in your own mind, when it's just wandering? Um, I don't. I don't. All, for me, in the writing process, all the character growth comes about through the, art, the process of writing. Um, the plot is what I put together in advance, and the... Um, the, the general motivations and the general reactions that characters have, but the actual character growth takes place through the process of writing. All right. We have a few times talked about the importance of not holding back, whether you're planning on just writing a novel as a standalone or the first of a series or the third of a series or whatever, but the idea of not holding back. And you've talked a couple of times about how important that is. Uh, is it equally important with whatever book you're writing, whether it is the fifth book in the series or the first book in the series or the finale of the series? Is it always that important to, to just give 100% of your focus on that one story and not worry about what comes next? Absolutely. I mean, you could be thinking about what comes next, but don't save anything for what comes next because you don't know. You could get hit by a bus tomorrow and think about how much your readers are going to cry for, for multiple reasons. And, and what would those reasons be? Well, A, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and B, all the things you didn't put in that book that they could have had answered because you were holding back for the next one. Or if you're Vanessa Michael Monroe, you dodge, you quickly dodge away from the bus. It runs over your toe. You break your toe and you continue on with whatever it is that you were going to do, which in your case would be the next book. Right. And yeah. you would continue kicking your writing in the butt one word at a time, just like we do here on The Taylor Stevens Show. Yeah, with the broken toe and everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this concludes our three-part series. So next week, we're going to get back to just answering questions. We have several that are queued up, but we always need more. And I'm guessing that should be our call to action this week. Yep. This is your show, guys. So please don't hesitate. We need your questions. And um, the more detailed, the better. So, you know, let us hear from you. And where do we send those questions? To contact at taylorstevensbooks.com. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you guys next week. Bye.